Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue with the King's Letters, Dearest Ones, from December of 1944 in northern France as he writes to his family on December 21st. Dearest Ones, I hope this finds you well and not too lonesome. There hasn't been any mail from you in so long. I'm at a loss as to the news at home. Now that winter is here and the cold weather, I sincerely hope you're taking care of yourselves and not catching any bad colds. If I don't hear soon, I shall really be worried, I suppose. When the mail does finally arrive, I shall receive a roomful, I hope. I did receive a package last night, a very nice one from Temple Emmanuel. It contained about almost everything you can imagine, from a toothbrush down to a package of cigarettes. I already had most of the toilet necessities, but the cigarettes and candy were more than welcome. It certainly is a fine and generous gesture of the temple. I'm sure the boys at the front lines and outposts will appreciate it a great deal. You can extend my appreciation for it. I hardly feel capable of writing them a coherent letter. I also received a letter from Bill. He's fine, taking it easy like myself. If all goes well, we might be able to meet again in Paris. I surely hope so, as we always have a terrific time together. He's always good for a thousand laughs. You have probably read in the papers and heard on the radio of the miserable weather we're having here. The Germans surely never miss a trick. They must have known weeks in advance of its coming. Don't worry, though. They will collapse before long. This war will be over long before anyone thinks. The optimism of all is very high. This afternoon I saw a lousy movie with the Ritz brothers. It helped pass the day. That's something anyhow. Tonight we have been playing bridge, and now it's almost time for bed. So, another day is gone. Time is really flying. It's hard to believe Xmas is about here. I hope you go to a party and have a swell time. Next year we'll celebrate together. The mail has to be better tomorrow. It couldn't be any worse. I'll write again soon. Keep well and keep writing. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley is still waiting on the mail and hoping each day that more letters and packages will arrive. He hasn't much to say other than he knows his folks must be reading about the German counterattack. And he writes to his family on December 23, 1944. Dearest ones, undoubtedly Santa Claus came to see me tonight. I received two swell packages. One contained the merry ball candy which Aunt Lena sent me and the other had soap, razor blades, and two grand cartons of cigarettes. The candy is delicious. I shall write Aunt Lena tomorrow to thank her. 
After the package from you, I shall not have want of soap or blades for a long time. I'm well stocked with both now. As for the cigarettes, need I say how much they are appreciated? We're getting five packs a week now, but the two cartons will do a lot to relieve the situation. I realize the cigarette shortage there is pretty bad also, and I'm sure you must have looked all over for them. You're awfully sweet to have gone to such trouble. I sincerely appreciate it all from the bottom of my heart. Only I hope Dad has been able to get enough for himself. Your package was mailed November 18th, which isn't bad time. However, there still hasn't been any mail to arrive. Seems as though the post office is trying to get all the packages delivered before Xmas. I hope they succeed, as it surely makes me feel wonderful to open the package. I feel just like I used to when I was a kid and received a present. The stationery had better come soon, or my mail to you will drop off. I'm almost down to the last page. I do hope you're well and will have a swell Xmas. To say I would give anything to be there to celebrate is indeed an understatement. You can bet we'll have a big time next year with Richie and Margie. I'm a little worried because of not hearing about Leona and Margie. I do pray they are well. Looks as though our Xmas will be a decent one. Tonight we received liquor rations and already have made plans as to how we will drink it on Christmas Day. At least we'll all be feeling good anyhow. There isn't much news. I'm fine in thinking of you constantly. Please take care of yourselves and keep well. Continue to write. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley is effusive in his praise of family deliveries, and he loves dwelling on the cigarette situation. His folks have sent two cartons, which he will trade for a number of items. And of course, this is his era of being a lucky strike man, as he writes to his family on December 24th, 1944. It's Christmas Eve. Dearest ones, Tis the night before Xmas, and it's awfully quiet and lonesome. It really doesn't seem like Xmas Eve. If someone didn't mention it every now and then, I wouldn't know the difference. I hate for this to sound as though I'm complaining, but my heart aches to think of how wonderful it would be to be with you and the kids. This is my second Xmas away from home, and the last, believe me. I had hoped there would be some mail from you tonight, but only packages came in. I wasn't one of the fortunate souls to receive one. Perhaps after tomorrow we'll be getting letters instead of packages. That's the excuse with which I'm consoling myself. 
It was bitter cold today, much too cold, so I guess we won't have a white Xmas. That won't make much difference, though, as we all plan to get sky high. There will be another turkey dinner tomorrow, serving from two in the afternoon until it's all gone. It won't be a bad day, considering all, but nothing like it should be. I'm sorry you have to be alone tomorrow. I was hoping, and don't see why you can't, you would be with the kids. See, I can just imagine how excited Richie would be tonight. He'll really appreciate this Xmas now that he is so much older. Next year will surely be a picnic with Margie a year older. That's the one I wouldn't miss for anything. I wish I could hear from you just to know that you're well. I'm fine as ever and thinking of you constantly, praying you're well and taking care of yourself. Please keep writing often. I'll do the same. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Our hero, Stanley, is a bit wistful about the holidays and what he's missing in the States and, of course, hopeful that next year, They'll all be together, as he writes to his family on December 26, 1944. Dearest ones, I hope you had a grand Xmas, and it wasn't too lonely for you. Be sure to write me all about what you did and where you did it. I didn't get to spend the day as I had planned. I had to work, so wasn't able to get drunk and didn't get any Xmas dinner. It was a noisy day, and that's about all. I guess it really doesn't matter, though, being just another day over here. It's next Xmas that I'm looking forward to. There wasn't any mail yesterday. Tonight there was, but none for me. It's been so long since I've had any mail, I'm beginning to feel like an orphan. Maybe tomorrow will be my day. I do pray. The weather is still bitter cold. Believe it or not, I'm wearing long drawers, and they certainly feel good. The ground, along with everything else, is frozen, doing away with the mud, which is a relief. Winter has probably set in there also. I hope the heater is working okay this year, and you haven't had any bad colds. I'm sorry my letters are so short and not very interesting, but without letters to answer, I'm at a loss for material. Please take good care of yourselves and keep well. I'm fine in thinking of you constantly. And maybe I'll get a letter from you soon. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley's only reference to missing Christmas was that he had a noisy day. And in looking at his flying jacket, I know that his unit flew two missions on Christmas Day, so he wasn't able to drink or have holiday dinner. But he's doing his job and looking forward to the holiday season in 1945, as he writes to his family on December 28, 1944. Dearest ones, I hate to keep opening my letters with the same complaint each time. But as hard as I try, I can't prevent it. There hasn't been any mail from you in almost three weeks, 
and that's much too long as it has me worried. Of course, you must be writing because I know you wouldn't do me this way purposely unless something is very wrong at home. I pray to God that the latter isn't true. I can well imagine how you must feel when I don't write. Believe me, it works both ways. I promise I'll never go long without writing again. Perhaps God will answer my prayers tonight and send me a letter tomorrow. The mail wasn't a total blank tonight. I received the box of candy from the Pines. You can tell them I sincerely appreciate their kind gesture, and I shall write them soon. The weather isn't quite as cold as it has been. Instead, it is cloudy and miserable. I spent the morning in bed until noon, as per usual. This afternoon was well spent. I had a haircut and good shower. We've managed to secure a French barber, who isn't bad at all. As for the shower, that presents a big occasion. It helps waste the day, and that's always welcome here. Other than that, there isn't much to write. I'm fine in thinking of you constantly. I do hope you're well in taking care of yourselves. Please keep writing and keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. The Silver King's day-to-day, which, when he isn't flying and sleeping or drinking, may include a shave, shower, and a haircut. And all of those things are a big deal, as he writes to his family on December 30th, 1944. Dearest ones, last night I received your letters of December 19 and 20. You can't imagine how very welcome they are. It's the first mail I've had in almost three weeks, and by far the fastest to get here. I can't imagine what could be holding up your previous letters unless it's the weather. Having to come by boat instead of plane surely takes a hell of a long time. That's probably the reason you haven't heard from me in over a week. I was hoping my mail was getting through okay, but it seems to be working the same on both ends. It certainly is a relief to know you're well, but I'm sorry you're so lonesome. It's a shame it had to be that way, especially over the holidays. I hope by the time this reaches you that the kids will be there to help overcome your loneliness. I'm sorry you didn't mention anything about Leona and the baby in your letters. I hope they are both doing well, and I'll get some news soon. I received two packages tonight, a box of candy from you and an assorted box from Temple Bethel, in the same order as the one from Emmanuel. With everyone receiving packages now, we surely have a surplus of candy. You have been so sweet to me that I hardly know how to thank you. Believe me, I do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I only wish I could reciprocate in some manner or form but you'll just have to bear with me until I'm in a position to do so. I would have answered your letters last night, but we received more liquor rations, and I really got tight. It was a lucky thing I had a quiet day, because there was a slight hangover. We surely can't complain about a shortage of whiskey here, as we receive ample amounts, and last of all, it's mostly scotch. The news really looks good tonight. 
I wouldn't be a bit surprised to wake up any morning now to find the war had ended. I'm confident we'll be able to have that big celebration long before either of us ever believed. Enclosed, you will find a picture of the bomb site which I took and of our newspaper. My scrapbook will be a good place for it, you wouldn't mind. I'm feeling fine and thinking of you constantly. Thanks so much for writing often. Please continue. Keep well and have a happy new year. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Our hero, Stanley, is confident about the war's possible end and, of course, happy to receive his year-end liquor rations to celebrate the new year as he awaits 1945. And we reach the end of the King's Letters from Europe in December of 1944. And you are listening to The Silver King's War. <laughs> 